Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Real Boys, the number one podcast regarding reels and weird stuff on film. I am Phil Better. I am joined by a a myriad of amazing podcasters. Guys, how about we sound off with Zach friggin' Wiseman starting the pack? (laughs) Yo, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Zach Wiseman, obviously, uh, you can see or slash hear me at everything that some nobodies does with my, uh, my boy Dylan over here. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this movie. It's uh, uh, good and bad at the same time. I'm I'm into it. I forgot to say the name of the movie. The movie we're reviewing is my top three movie, The Departed, uh, taking place in Boston. I can't really do any accents. But uh, the other guy, how about you just quickly introduce yourself as the other guy? Hi, I'm Dylan. I also do some nobody stuff with Zach. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. That's all you got. I'm the other guy. I'll I'll jump to the other crew down below. We got D.L. Smokes. How about you introduce yourself, sir? Tell us what we know. Well, I am D.L. Smokes, (laughs) host of Oops Coffee Smoking, and uh, the co-host of Bet That with my friend over there. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, (laughs) let's jump over to him, Jerry and Blaze from the Cloud Chronicle podcast. How about you give us a quick intro, brother? Like he said, you know the name, you know the podcast, uh, and bet that with Dan and Jerry, and of course, my favorite, the real boys with these knuckleheads. Yes, and then we got the angriest man and oldest man on the internet, Michael Kobe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm wonderful. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm with Zach pretty much a hundred percent on on how he put this. I I liked a good chunk of this movie, and I hated a good chunk of this movie. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. You hate a movie of mine. Um, (laughs) I think it's Uh, more of a surprise that I liked a movie of yours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. It's been a while that we've reviewed a movie of mine that you liked. So, Uh, Michael, do you want to start off giving us your first impressions of the movie? Uh, Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say this once because uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I feel like i do lately um the amount of homophobic slurs in this is fine or it's not fine it's a lot it's fine because for the most part all of these characters are scum sucking pigs yeah and i hated all of them but then you get one very big one by uh, who the guy who's supposed to be the hero of your movie at the end the i think the one guy that you're supposed to like just drops that hard T F bomb <laughs> and it sucked because up until then I was like, Oh, this guy is all right. Like I felt for him, but then it's like, Oh fuck. He's just another one. It was just yeah. weird because lately we're like, Oh yeah, this is a product of its time, but this is a movie from 2007 and it's set at the, the time um, it, these guys are using cell phones, but this is a, this is a police force full of white guys, no women, one black guy. <laughs> and then when they have a reveal, spoiler alert, a, a reveal at the end of another guy who's working with the bad guys. I'm like, I have no idea who this is because everybody on this police force looks exactly the same. Welcome to Boston. It was his um, buddy from training, which I only caught on this viewing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, also like Sullivan, like uh, Matt Damon's character was supposed to be gay or something. There's like some secret undertones that he was gay, which, you know, obviously in Boston, cops are not allowed to be gay. That's illegal, I think. So apparently uh, they're also not allowed to be female or anything except white. Yeah. Well, verify me. Okay. Yeah. Was she a cop? (laughs) She was a counselor. No, she was a doctor. She was a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah the one there. female character, like literally one female character in this movie. Yeah. And she's no, like, no, there, was, get, like, there was Gwen. There was Gwen. Like Scorsese, whatever. It, that stuff works in an Italian mobster movie, but it I, I it felt weird in this Boston cop movie set in 2007 because there's Boston is a huge, fairly diverse city. You're not, you can't tell me that all the cops in Boston are just white guys. Is it 2007? It's 2006. Uh, that's when the movie was released. At least. No, no, no. Well, when it's set in, because the beginning oh. of the movie, for for no reason whatsoever, starts with the Boston bus riots, which nobody ever in the world has heard of the Boston bus riots. So unless you know that, then you don't really know even what year it is. But that was 1974. So when does the majority of this movie take place? According I guess... to the Departed Wiki, which exists. 2006. Because like what it is, is they're taking on the real life Winter Hill gang. So I guess what they're doing is they're taking the story of what happened then, bringing it up to modern time. And because the people who were involved were it were white cisgendered men, they couldn't bring in women because it wouldn't fit the, 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 the framework of the Winter Hill, Winter Hill gang. So they're like, uh, this is what we the best we can do and they're like this is what we're going to do like yeah there may have been one or two you know non cis white gendered guys in it but the whole story takes place back in the 60s and like that when it was only a white white man's game you know in the being a police yeah. force so yeah it would have been weird if you like you have that intermingled in here and you're like those that doesn't that doesn't fit like a female character to do if they're pulling off what like matt damon's character is doing or something like that it just it's going to feel weird because it is a remake of eternal affair in uh hong kong's eternal affair yeah and then, <laughs> which, i mean which which was slightly better yes that's, of course that's fine Sli- if like slightly if like the main gang if the main like crew is all white guys, whatever, but they show a bunch of things at the police station and you see like the entire police station and it's still all just white guys. Yeah. Well, it's cheaper to hire white guys because we're, <laughs> we're so many of us like that. We're the, <laughs> like it's copy paste. Explains why I never got my <laughs> <laughs> definitely, de- definitely more the paste part of that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I also like the the original cast. Like when this movie was first being developed, I don't know if you guys know this, but the original Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Matt Damon were actually Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, which would have been a really interesting movie. Uh, but Tom Cruise actually pulled out later on, and Brad Pitt turned into a producer because he really, really wanted to be a part of this thing, which is cool. So Brad Pitt's company is a, a, one of the production companies yeah. of this movie. Nice. Uh, but also, this movie happens to be my second favorite Mark Wahlberg, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Uh, Michael, do you know what the other one is? 
no, because I've said it before. I avoid Mark Wahlberg movies like the fucking plague. No, so uh, you've uh, never seen another. Like this <laughs> no. is the first movie. This is the first movie that I've seen. This is the first time that I saw this movie. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Phil, why is this movie your number three favorite film? I just. It's it's like a a basic, so I I read up on the Winter Hill Gang because it was part of my sociology project, um, the Irish mob in Boston and how they it reflected back with the IRA struggle for freedom. So I always I had this big collection of books on the Winter Hill Gang, and everything there. And so when I heard that it was being developed and it was going to be around uh, a similar. Thing that happened with the Winter Hill Gang, I just I, I watched it, and when Scorsese was a part of it, it's like you can't really go wrong. Like Scorsese is going to give you a great movie, and that you're going to enjoy because all the actors are going to give their 110 percent to to this god of directors. Yeah, except uh, Alec, uh, what's his name? Baldwin. Alec Baldwin doing yes. the absolute worst Boston accent I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the accents in this movie were kind of like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm hurting. I love how Mark Wahlberg just was like, I can just talk normally, yes! And yeah, uh, finally. Matt, Matt Damon as well. <laughs> Matt Damon as well, where yeah, he was like, told yeah. him, like, tone it down a little bit. He goes, I don't know how I talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty good Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what is everybody's like favorite part of this movie? Like the people who have seen it, like Michael, you're using it for the first time. Yeah. What is one of the parts that you enjoyed in this movie? I actually enjoyed most of this movie, like three quarters of this movie. I really liked um, the entire first 40 minutes. I'm going to say was not only like it padded the runtime, but also everything that happened in that first 40 minutes was explained through dialogue throughout the rest of the movie. And I actually thought it would have been more interesting to have had like Matt Damon's character working with Jack Nicholson as like a reveal rather than knowing it throughout the entire movie. And then the ending was so rushed. Like I actually have a lot of questions about the ending that I'm hoping that you guys Wow. Um, I actually like Martin Sheen was, I think my favorite character in this, but his death scene was very like effective. And when Leonardo DiCaprio turns that corner and gets exploded, like Martin Sheen brains all (laughs) over him, I was like, holy shit. So I, I think I agree. I think that was my favorite part of the that that sequence that leads up to it, the happy yeah. of it, and then the follow-up where the guy on the couch is like, I gave you the wrong address. You showed up at the right place, dude. And then he dies. I love that whole sequence of events because it's such a convoluted way that is believable to get all of the characters in the same spot. Everybody's lying to each other, but it winds up working out in a way that feels believable in the fiction of the movie. Which I yeah. really liked. It it felt like a real life synchronicity, which a lot of times feels forced, but I think Scorsese managed to get it feeling pretty natural in that sequence. Yeah, I agree. I just I think um the other thing was that Leonardo DiCaprio is such a good actor that he was definitely playing 
somebody who was acting as, you know, a gangster who was actually a cop. And it like it made me nervous every time he was talking to Jack Nicholson, because it's like you can see that he's lying, which I imagine was like a movie thing to be like, this is what I'm doing. But it still made me I'm like, you're going to get found out at any second in this movie. You actually cared about uh, Leonardo is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I did. Like I, I thought, like I said, the the middle, actually the last three quarters of this movie were fantastic. The actual like meat of the story of Damon and, and DiCaprio, like cat and mouse. Yeah. I I thought that was fantastic. Like I said, the first 40 minutes was, was like bloated and unnecessary. And the last, the ending was so rushed that I didn't understand what was happening. So I have a question for you guys. I'm just as Michael was talking about how the first 40 is a bloated mess. If they started with, you know, you not knowing Leo or Matt is both are moles in essence in each, in the different organizations and you go along and along, along, and then you hit the moment where it's revealed, like you get like a, a moment reveal and then they kind of give you the, the beginning. They put the beginning there where you see him leading up to the start of the movie, would you guys have been more impressed with something like that? No, I think the problem with the beginning, like 30 to 40 minutes, is the editing. The editing is so weird that you kind of don't understand what the timing is. Because, like like I said, it starts with the 1974 bus riots, right? Which is a weird way to start a movie because it has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. Uh, it is one of the weirdest openings because I'm like okay, I guess I'm in Boston in 74, but I know for a fact this movie has not. Then you hop into uh, Matt Damon and uh, Leo, and they're both in training to become police officers, right? And uh, then there's like, you know, they're both training. Ah, they're training, training, training. Uh, And then it it skips ahead, and Matt Damon now is done training, and he's doing uh, a field test while Leo is still training to become a police officer. Then it cuts to Matt Damon, who is now being promoted to detective, and it cuts back to Leo, who is... still training to be a police detective or a police officer. But the thing is like those, they make it seem like those are the same timeline, but it's actually not. They're like four years difference. And then like every time they, they, they do like time hops, like the, the scene where uh, Leo is in prison is only four quick scenes that I think is four months. And it's like, he gets checked in, he uh, works out, he uh, uh, does paperwork and then he checks out. And it's uh, and it's like, I think that was four months or maybe five. I have no idea. So like the thing is, like the, the timing just feels so off in the beginning that you you have to focus on every little thing because you don't really know when and why things are happening. But once it gets going right around that hour mark, it starts like chugging along. And then it's like, whoa, OK, this is a really fantastically done movie. And you can easily see why it is won Oscars and why it's Scorsese's only Oscar winning movie. Um but uh, I'll say on the rewatch, um, I, yeah, I saw it when it first came out. I was like, this movie is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Classic Scorsese. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, on the rewatch, I noticed a couple things once, like, again, like the editing in the beginning. Uh, also, every time somebody dies, uh, and, I, and I looked this up also, but every time somebody dies on screen, there is a letter X somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, which is a real <laughs> cool. And it's called like the X effect. And apparently like Scorsese did it in, in honor of like other directors before him. But if you rewatch it again, there's always a letter x on screen somewhere whenever someone dies which is cool
cool. Um, but I will say on the rewatch, I feel that Jack Nicholson is really overacting. Like that dude is oh, yeah. really <laughs> I doing it. Loved it. I, I love Nicholson yeah, in I this have... movie. I, I love when he I turns it up to ten. I buy yeah, it. I don't know. I buy it as him being a, an old school crime boss who is an informant who knows that he's being targeted and knows that his time is up and has also set up everybody in his gang to take the fall with him when he dies. And this is yeah. at the end of his career and he's losing it. And he's starting to see Phil, if you are a fan of this real story, you know that Jack Nicholson is not playing that character whatsoever. <laughs> he is he not. Is, no, he is. Only I know he's not because drunk Jack Nicholson. He's oh, playing is... the Joker from the 1989. Yeah, he, he's he, he's playing a guy who sniffed up way. Yes, I agree. He should have won for Goodfella. Yeah, uh, this, who's, the, who's the Oscar for this, to... they did say was sort of a like a lifetime achievement award. Because well, I mean, this movie won. This movie won four Oscars, though. Yeah. He definitely has better movies than this. Like, yeah. for it's sure. Prizes. It's like how yeah, because they're like, we don't know how many you got left in you. This is a really great fucking movie you did here. We're going to give you one just in case. You um, know what's a better You know what's a better movie uh, of Scorsese? Not Goodfellas. <laughs> Not Goodfellas. Long walk, short beer, Wiseman. Long walk, short beer. Goodfellas is a poop movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. Nah, I moved to poop. <laughs> Blow suck. Well, yeah, good fellas. <laughs> I like casino. Who, who invites you? Who invites you to these things? Casino is the best. <laughs> casino is the best gangster movie, and I'll fight anyone with that. <laughs> casino is way up there. Yeah, fully. Ow, Zach, that's painful seeing that. That's painful. No, no, no. spoilers. Painful. No We're spoilers. No. Painful for me. Um, hey, change wait. my mind then. Change, change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have Jack Nicholson just being Jack Nicholson. Like, if you are a fan of Jack Nicholson, you just you have to love him in this role where okay. he has to turn it to Keep 10. in mind, Jack Nicholson was asked to wear a Boston Red Sox hat in this movie, and he downright refused so much so that he refused to look at the script after somebody asked him to wear a Boston Red Sox hat. He also wore every other hat that he possibly could find to prove that he didn't mind wearing a hat just would not wear a Boston Red Sox hat and actually improv the majority of his lines, which is very weird. I loved him in that bucket hat. It was so stupid. <laughs> I love that he was just fucking with it. Like, he knew it, it was just added to the character because it was like this guy who, like, like you guys have said, like he he's at the end of his career. He doesn't give a fuck. He's taking everyone down with him. So he's like, I'm going to have as much fucking fun. And it plays into Jack Nicholson refusing <laughs> to wear the Boston Red Sox hat. Like it plays it just though knowing those things makes this movie so much better. Maybe. Yeah, there was a, what Zach said about Zach said something about the editing. And I did notice an editing thing um, with with Leonardo DiCaprio, like um, they did a weird, like quick cutaways. And it was just when he was on screen. And I, I got it after about three times that he was on screen. I'm like, they're showing his anxiety. Like it, it, things are sort of cutting around and, and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, but but it's so confusing those first couple of times. Like, yeah, there's with the cut with, with the editing, they're trying to set you up to feel like you get the same anxiety because you're like, oh yeah. my god, this is so fucking annoying. So it just builds you up, builds you up. Yeah, and, so and it really wor it really worked. 
but it took a couple of times to to notice that it was just when Leo was on screen and it was just when he was like doing his like when he was manic because they didn't do it after he'd take after he takes the pills they didn't do it but while he's manic they're cutting to all sorts of stuff that doesn't make any sense and I'm like oh okay I get what he's doing and it was like really cool but I hated it the first couple times because I'm like, is this what this movie is? But then yeah, it wasn't, think, and it was great. I think my favorite scene, the, the scene that when I rewatched it, like just really sucked me back in, was when Leonardo DiCaprio, when he orders cranberry juice, and the guy next to him is like, oh, my wife you know, gives her a period. And then he just smashes that glass on his head. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm back in. Here, here's here's some Scorsese right here. Random violence well, is, of course, what brings Zach into the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> random violence against a holes for no reason is what Zach is, is what Zach is into. But also, a quick question, Phil: Why why does Jack Nicholson trust Leo? Because, like, in the movie, like, okay, so the way if, the way it works out is Leo, uh, he he beats up two gangsters, right? He beats up two of Nicholson's dudes, and then I think he starts selling drugs, which doesn't really do anything. Uh, but then he meets Nicholson, and Nicholson's like, I think you're a rat, and you beat up two of my guys. And he's like, nah, that ain't me. <laughs> and, and Nicholson's well, like, riveting, <laughs> riveting uh, accents, by the way. Yeah. On par. Oh, yeah. Wow, go, go park your, your car over here because you're one of us now. You, 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 Jamoke. I don't know what. Dawson Why don't is. you call Jeez. your mother? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you one dollar. I'll give you a dollar. But, but like, it doesn't seem. Car. It doesn't see also, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, phenomenal job. But I don't understand why Nicholson put him in the fold so fast because it's like he suspected him of being a rat. He only did rat stuff. And then he's like, all right, you, you can be, you can be one of us. Look at, look at my hats. Family, family connection. He knew, his, the family he, knew his, can, he knew his dad or his uncle or something. Yeah. He, yeah. There was that familiar thing. He knew his family was a bunch of crooks. And his dad was the only guy who was like a straight laced guy. So he knows if this guy is lying to me, it's going to be easy to tell because his yeah. dad is such a straight laced person. So he's yeah. like, this guy is probably the only motherfucker I can trust in this place because he's not a criminal. Yeah. He didn't grow up in that life, but he understands the life because he got, he spent some time on this side of the, the, the side of the city. Uh, so other than Michael, is this the first time anyone else has seen this movie? At one point no, in college, I wound up owning two copies of this DVD. Jesus, <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Who did I just you had steal two it copies from? of this in college. I think I think of my friend across the hall. I think I wound up with his copy. But no, I've seen this movie a whole bunch. Yeah, Jaren, what Blaze, did you think of it? Yeah, I love this movie. It's uh, well, I didn't. It's it's okay movie. They had some parts where it was kind of confusing, but. Towards the end, like after I guess the last hour, maybe hour and twenty minutes, it it, it turned out pretty well. The whole domino uh, effect at the end, where uh, yeah, uh, Leo gets shot, and then the homeboy from the back gets shot, then that dude, then Damon kills that dude. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I like and the whole I, Mr. The, French the last thing. like five like five minutes. It's like oh, you're like holy fuck, and you're like Matt Damon fully thinks he's got away with it. He's like great, you know, nothing to worry about, and then opens the door, and then you just got Marky Mark there, just like you, you motherfucker. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> oh. of scum sucking pigs, I hated Mark Wahlberg's character. In this I love movie. it. It's so like, good. That was the Perfect. point. He, he was, was so he was him. so like this was the first time I saw Mark Wahlberg like and I was like, oh, he's a good actor. 
Mm -hmm. Like literally the first time. <laughs> He's um, properly used in this movie. He's doing exactly what he should be doing. Yeah, but why? Like why? <laughs> it's a scumbag. That brings it back to the question earlier. Uh, favorite parts, which never made it down to the bottom part of the screen. But anyways, moving on. Uh, my favorite part would be uh, the part where he got his screen. Uh, his uh, the end where Mark Wahlberg blew blew Leo out away. That was okay. literally my favorite part. <laughs> Yeah, or that, you uh, the Mr. French part where Leo uh, hits that dude, and he's like, "I'm not saying this is the dude that you can't hit. I'm also saying this is the guy that you can hit, but I'm just saying don't hit this guy." Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, "What are you drinking?" He's like, "Cranberry juice." And he's like, "Are you on your fucking period?" <laughs> <laughs> the same the comment that started the whole thing. So it was it was yeah. funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. All right, let's can we since we're since we're jumping around. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean Yeah, I I mean we can't talk about the first 40 minutes of this movie. It's like training. It's, it's like all set a, up. it's like yeah. a 40-minute training montage. And then what do we have? We have uh, uh Matt Damon works for Jack Nicholson. Um DiCaprio's in Nicholson's for... gang, but he's informing to the police. Yes. Like, so... Under his mother's maiden name, so that no one knows it's him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like, that scene where like, I liked the build-up of them like, sort of getting close to each other, because it does take a while before they start to figure out you know, have any sort of clues and that one scene where I forget what uh in the porn theater where Matt Damon <laughs> where Matt Damon is Oh I like, love that it's so funny you just wanted he's to like, talk about that part shut up <laughs> he's like talking to Nicholson in the thing and then Leo's watching him and then like you can't see who's who and then they're looking at like that was that was tension like that was maybe the most Hey. Uh -oh. Wow, yeah, greatest dude. movie of all time. That's going a little far. <laughs> FBI informant bros. Is that us? <laughs> which which one of us is an informant? Well, I think no he was saying he was have, an informant. You have to tell the truth oh. when you ask. Yeah, that's the one. You have to say you are. Yeah. Yeah. You have to I say have nobody said that stupid you. shit in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're a cop, you gotta tell me. Yeah. You can't give me a ticket if you don't wear a hat. <laughs> Am I being detained? <laughs> now you are. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, there was, there was not a lot of police brutality in this movie, which I don't well, know. No black people. <laughs> Uh, that's true. Right Where? Well, that, <laughs> the only black person was wearing a badge, so he was protected for once. <laughs> Matt Damon's yeah, character does make a won't. joke. He does make a joke about arresting innocent people, so <laughs> they know about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is definitely like not a cop movie, right? It's set it's up a crime in. Movie. It's yeah, a it's, movie. A, it's not putting the cops in a bright, a good light either. So it's yeah. like both sides. It's showing like they're they're useless or well, not useless. But no, nope, useless. You're right. Nope, don't take it back. You were right the first time. <laughs> uh, um, one hand but, washes uh, the other. One yeah, can't exist without the other. So 
but yeah, I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to figure out why this was set in Boston with all these like horrible Boston accents with these New York actors. <laughs> because Jack Nicholson is all you need in a movie and it's great. I mean, if you're doing a, like a, like a dirty street level crime movie, you set it in Boston. Like yeah, New York like is everybody's... too glitzy, blue collar. It's it's cleaned up. Like, like if you're back in the '90s, yes, you're putting a movie. If it's based in the '90s, the New York is where you want because that's where all the sludge is. But once you know, crooked uh, Giuliani came in and cleaned cleaned it up. <laughs> you know, just shoveled everything over into Hell's Kitchen and lower parts of the city. Um, you have to go to Boston. <laughs> I love how the Canadian knows more about America than we do. <laughs> we have to. I mean, it's he's not our survival. He's Thank not you. wrong. Who you guys are pissing off? No, he's not. I'm just trying to say it's funny. <laughs> survival. Phil's Phil's right. Nineties New York. You set your crime movie there. Eighties New York or L.A. You set your crime movie there. Two yeah. thousands. You're, you're starting to set it in Boston or like Chicago. Chicago, Atlanta, if you're being really kind of like hipster about it. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah. Um, as for the accents. Oh, God. It's a part of the movie. I like it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It just, I guess it just depended. And also, why couldn't they just like, if you can't do the Boston accent, just make that particular person, just make that Alec Baldwin be from new york because <laughs> oh, yeah, that would just be perfect a new york cop in a boston department yeah okay well That's he was kind happening. of like i i didn't really notice anything that he really did in the movie anyway like alec baldwin was sort of like i know he was high ranking but he didn't really do anything well, That's what high-ranking police officers do. <laughs> <laughs> Just like CEOs, you know, presidents of company, they don't do anything. All they right, get other Phil. people to do all the work. All right, Phil, maybe I'm getting you over to my side a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I always agree. Why do you want? think I want to be a billionaire so I don't have to fucking work anymore? <laughs> I get other people to do the job for me. Like, hello. Oh, no, you're going to. Ex so you do think that these high-ranking officials are are the smart ones making everybody else do their work for them. Work smarter, oh. not harder. Oof. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Dream. I mean, American dream. <laughs> okay. So the ending. <laughs> the ending. Okay. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Michael's like, I want to end this cesspool. No, of no, no. I don't, I don't want to end this. I just, I, it was the only thing, like I understood everything that happened in the movie until these last couple of minutes sure. until Leo and Matt Damon are up on the roof. Mm -hmm. uh, they get into the elevator. Mm -hmm. They come downstairs. Leo gets capped. Which blew me away, by the way. By uh, it, it, 2006. Come on. Like, spoiler, I'm sorry. It's, it's more than a decade old. You're, you're I fucked. I mean, if, if people are watching this, like... <laughs> Sorry if you don't know what the show is, but we talk about the entire movie. Yeah. So Leo gets capped. Yeah, that um, shocked me. That was spoilers. like holy shit, like out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was. I for was the spoilers for the rest of the fucking episode. <laughs> Jesus. But now, so now we have this guy who, like I said, I didn't recognize, but apparently he's one point. that came up with Matt Damon. 
Yeah, he just so looked like point. everybody. Not, the, the point of it was like, you're not supposed to know how many informants are like actually in the police department. So that's what it was. Like, that's what you, you're not supposed to know who this was. It's just this person that you kind of saw, maybe you kind of remembered, maybe not. Yeah, and then I definitely he just not. <laughs> yeah, well. he, he's the guy that um, Damon always gives a hard time about like, why are you coming here dressed like you're going to invade Poland? Do some work. You might get an office or something. He's that guy who is given a hard time throughout and then winds up saving him at the end. Okay. The first time he needs saving. Uh, he looks a Did little bit like Robert else Patrick. Appreciate... Oh, I'm sorry, Dylan. Go ahead. No, sorry. that's all I had to say from Terminator 2. He looks a bit like the bad guy from Terminator 2. Yeah. Oh, oh was that Robert Patrick? It no, wasn't. But it no. looks oh, like okay. Him. It looks like him. Jesus. He does look like him. <laughs> Jared, what, what were you going to say? Go ahead, Jared. I really loved how the cops were always fighting. Like, always fighting. Did anybody else not find that funny? I thought that was hilarious. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were always was... fighting amongst themselves. Like, always. And I, I might have liked like Mark. That. I might have liked Mark Wahlberg's character, you know, giving shit to all of the other cops. Yeah. If it would have been anybody besides Mark Wahlberg, I just can't stand his face. Um, You're like, this, this character is awesome. I just hate the actor. Yeah, I do. Oh. I really do. Anybody, any other actor, he's like, I'll forget. What, what, if it was Matt Damon? If it was Matt Damon, I don't. I, I don't buy Matt Damon, just like I don't buy Tom Cruise as an action star, I don't buy Matt Damon as the bad guy or any sort of like jerk. <laughs> okay, who would you cast? If you could recast Mark Wahlberg's uh, uh, the actor Mark Wahlberg in this movie, who would you cast in place? Alright, I'm going to need to think about that, but um... <laughs> well, if Look, you come like, up with, almost... well, if you're going to only have problems and not solutions, Michael, I don't know if you can be part of this <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say <laughs> All right. Well, then, in Michael that case, Mike. Oh, I'm going to say Bruce Campbell. Bruce I buy Campbell. Bruce Campbell as an asshole. Bruce Campbell. Huh? It's no, no. Put uh, him in a cop uniform. Talk some shit. He did it in Spider Man. Like Bruce, make him I that character from the, the first Spider Man. I the so hope waiter. he's in the new Spider Man. <laughs> it would be just awesome. Just like him being kind of like. Just the the Stan Lee cameo of this, the Spider-Man universe. It would be great. Anyways, yeah. so I think Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell should take over as the cameo guy in, in Marvel movies. But it's Bruce Campbell as Stan Lee. Bruce Campbell as Stan Lee. I don't care. Just yeah, give me more Bruce Campbell. Stan Lee. Yes, let's go. Let's start the petition, <laughs> fans. Someone start it and we'll share it. That's yes, let's one. start. A, actually, I really like that idea. Let's start a petition. Um, <laughs> so... You just want to start a petition. You don't care what it's about. You're like, I want to start a petition again. So Leonardo DiCaprio connection. gets fucking brained in this elevator. Um, we find out that... Uh, starting to think that's your favorite part of the movie. That not I'm the T-1000 uh, is also an informant for uh, Jack Nicholson's gang. Um, and then the one black guy in the movie comes down, also gets immediately murdered. <laughs> and then Matt Damon murders not T-1000. Yes. Not now, T1. the only person besides the people in what happened that know that Matt Damon is the informant is supposedly his girlfriend who has that stuff that Leo gave him. Gave her. Is she the one who gave up that information? Is that how Mark Wahlberg knew so that no, Mark Wahlberg he, could go to uh, Matt Damon's house and murder him. 
He read and then it in that put a journal. hat on and run away. <laughs> Did he read it in some journal? Like, wasn't there that yeah. little journal that was like, oh yeah, because yeah, because uh, you have uh, Leo who caught Wahlberg's character, recognized him as a statey, and then wrote in his journal. And that's how. Um, well, then the but then the one the one I think Leo busted that one dude like that one random guy who's like, I I know Matt Damon he's a cop or something right like wasn't there that one random guy that that they uh that they like kind of just, that, that like ratted on the one dude the guy who died on the couch uh I don't think so God oh, crap I don't know <laughs> I'll I'll look it up Hang on a second So what we're it, saying is if there notes. was any evidence that that uh mark Wahlberg knew what was going on it was hidden it was short and it was convoluted yeah. yes i mean yeah. okay. like a scorsese's film okay Wasn't it the whole reason why that chick existed in this movie though was to hand over the evidence to him because that is isn't that how mark Wahlberg got it i think so yeah i think that's how There's... and he yeah, read it in the book. journal the journal had yeah. the journal entry had it that said Mark Wahlberg's character. No, sorry, that Matt Damon's character was the rat. So Mark Wahlberg found that out in Leonardo DiCaprio's journal. <laughs> DiCaprio. Yeah, That's sorry. It's an old him in the name 90s. from when he started acting. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> and I can't say his name right anymore. All right, me and Phil on the same page again. <laughs> Basketball Diaries was kind of iffy. No, uh, I like. I actually. What's funny is when I saw him in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, eating Gilbert Gra Grape, I didn't realize he wasn't a person with a low IQ because he played it so well. And then I saw him in like Basketball Diaries, and then Romeo and Juliet, and then Titanic, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was so confused. I I am glad that. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was the one who got famous because there was a time there in the 90s where it was between him and Eddie Furlong who were going to be the bigger star. And mm -hmm. Eddie Furlong is such a shit. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad he became a fat nobody doing nothing nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Made I'm his money off the T2, though. <laughs> like, oh, I, I'm <laughs> sure he has plenty of money. Plus, he made that <laughs> shitty brain scan movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> and he He's was getting in a what American history from that movie. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, everything that he's in is is bad, and he makes Terminator Two worse by being in it. <laughs> I thought the girl that played Sarah Connor made it worse, but yeah, I can see that too. He screams a lot. Oh, he's the his, worst. His, his puberty scream. It was, all, uh, it was all scratchy and racy. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I made everybody think about Eddie Furlong. Next. It's okay. <laughs> we needed to chew up time, and Michael, you're always available. If I just, not angry. I, I always, I always like have the two of them together: Eddie Furlong and Leonardo DiCaprio. You have them posted up huh. on your walls. Do you have a post? Post them up. My like sister did have a poster of Eddie Furlong Jeez. up on her wall. <laughs> Oh my God! Wow. I don't know why people watch us. Um, <laughs> there are five of them here, so I love every single one of you guys. If you're watching yeah. live, hit us with a hashtag live. If you're for some reason watching the replay, hashtag replay. Let's get on. My least favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie was The Great Gatsby. Yeah, not gonna. Yeah, yeah that was terrible. The Great Gatsby I, is I, a I, miserable. It's story The Great Gatsby is the problem. Like it's such yeah, a absolutely. 
<laughs> Jaren's just like, yeah, I hate it when I had to read it in high school. It was the worst. It was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, the book was terrible, too. Yeah. Oh. Dark Fate. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> <laughs> They only used footage from him when he was a kid. They didn't. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> I good. still don't want to see it. <laughs> oh no! The first like t Michael, I'm yeah. telling you, the first like t I guess it's like what ten minutes? In, like it's the first ten minutes, guys. About is the best thing you'll enjoy it oh, so God. much. Michael, you might enjoy it, but the rest yeah. of the movie is Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, yeah it's the rest fun. of the movie is like kind of like, are you serious? Like this is a very poor attempt at a reboot but it's I, I appreciate it because it's like you tried something you swung for the fences congratulations for trying to pass on this legacy to the next generation but just fucking scrap it and redo it like reboot it completely don't even touch arnold like it, it, you're just destroying a legacy yeah after point. terminator 3 i was completely out of that mm. series it went like in in my opinion i love that first one because it's like first a two i movie. personally think are like classic cinema for the new generation like it's yeah, not I, old school generation it's our generation's classics I'll I'll take that first one over the second one, but hmm. I, I like a good horror movie. I'm also a, a fan of Alien over Aliens. Fully agree for the, I, for the I, same I, exact I, reason. Like the, the I fully agree with you. Like Terminator, if I had to choose between T1 and T2, T1 all day every day because it has that. <laughs> you have that feeling of like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on? And then it goes into more of an action movie and it leaves its roots. But I enjoy the action in T2 versus T1. Yeah. But that's all because it's like, it's more of an action movie. It's more my flavor of films. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so just like the action sequences in departed um, the departed <laughs> that only come at the end. <laughs> it, it really like the action. I was actually going to, I was actually going to start this episode. I came in a little bit hot, but I was going to say um, that I was mean? just going to, I was just going to hang back the entire episode and then only say everything I had to say in the last three minutes of the episode. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be more like this cool. movie. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> there we go. But I like to talk too much for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. As do nearly everybody on this podcast. Why would we podcast if we Guilty. didn't? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, do Can you guys think this movie could be made today? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yep. We're about due for a remake. It's been, what, 14 years? 15 years? Yeah. yeah. Is there a Departed 2? There was, was supposed to. So? Oh, wait. I was reading this. Hold on. Because I had the wiki up as well. Except um, it would probably be three and a half hours this time because yeah. nobody can make a, a decently yeah. length movie yeah. anymore. Let's although many of the Timothy key Chalamet. characters, yeah, although many of the key characters in the film are dead by the movie's end, there was a script written for a sequel. There was ultimately shelved due to the expensive and Scorsese's lack of interest in creating a sequel, which makes sense. Has Scorsese Rich done yeah, sequels? I don't think Scorsese has done a sequel to one. I know of his there movies. is a sequel to Goodfellas, Zach. If you want to talk about that, uh, uh, it's not done by Scorsese. Though. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he has done a sequel. I don't think he's done one sequel to one of his movies. Little Mermaid no. two. Uh, not <laughs> not a thing? Scorsese film. <laughs> it's a thing, but it's not done by Scorsese. No, he hasn't. I have his. I have his movies all here. From 1967, who's that knocking at oh, my God. door? 
all the way oh. to uh, 2019, The Irishman. There is not a single mm. sequel to next to any of these movies. That's why he's great. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> like, I, I make the perfect first movie. I don't need a sequel. Peace out. Leave it okay. alone. So The Irishman is also a Scorsese a movie. A 15-hour yeah. movie. Uh, a Scorsese oh, yeah. miniseries. I was going to oh. ask, is that long? And are there bad uh, Boston yes. accents in that one, too? Yeah, yeah, you guys are welcome for me taking that off. <laughs> My list. And also very, very bad de aging. Oh yeah, it hurt. Me oh no, that is they a, do the de aging thing. Oh, for no reason. <laughs> it is weird. Who that are they de aging? Uh, All of them. Joe Pesci. Yeah, pretty much everybody, but mostly Pesci and uh, De Niro. Yeah. Um, for like thirty years. Wow. Like it's like every, they do it decades for like four decades, and uh, yeah, it's not that good. Okay, I did read one piece of trivia for this movie, and right. it's that Scorsese wanted uh, Al Pacino to play the Jack Nicholson character. Yeah. Um, does, it, way better. does anybody think that that would be better? Yes, for sure. Yes. yes. It yes. Really? Complete, it would have been a completely yeah. different toned movie, I thought. Oh, it would have been yeah. completely yeah. different, yes. It would have the, been, it, I would have felt more like... Uh, the the problem... Goodfellas, probably more of that ser that type of like serious nature or casino, maybe. Yeah, because the problem that Pacino has is that he usually doesn't get with a director that he respects enough to listen. He just <laughs> does what Pacino does. But with Scorsese, Scorsese can rein people in and get such a great acting performance out of them. Like this is one of you know Wahlberg's best, even though Scorsese mm. didn't like Wahlberg whatsoever. It's one of DiCaprio's <laughs> best movies. Uh, even Matt Damon's fairly decent in it. So like I, I think for a fact, like uh, uh, yeah, it would have been a lot better with Al Pacino in it, and probably even De Niro because I think De Niro was originally uh, supposed to be in this movie too, but. Mm. Um, yeah, Pacino can really bring it if he has to. Yeah. Oh no, I really like Pacino, but like I thought Jack Nicholson, I, his he was too were... comical for you in this movie. Uh, he's too Jack Nicholson for me. He's not yeah. acting. He's just being himself. And if and if you like this story and you understand who these people are, that's not how that character Frank was whatsoever. Uh, and he's just doing what he wanted to do. And I think that that kind of pulls away. If you do know about this story, it should pull you out a little bit because you're like, well, that's not what that was like. Yeah. Uh, whereas Pacino, I think, would have played it way more gritty and uh, way, way more, like, I think, accurate. But um, I mean, I was, the role a little bit more. Yeah. I was already pulled out of it after the first 40 minutes and he pulled me back in. So I think I needed that over-the-top Jack Nicholson to, to bring me back into this movie. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, what? Is that audio? Who's... Huh? Now, I did see Jerrion and D.L. Smokes both nodding their heads that they would have rather had Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, like like Zach said, I think he would have he would have stuck to the role a bit more because it was just more like Jack Nick the Jack Nicholson that sits courtside at the Lakers is who mm -hmm. he yeah. was playing in the movie. So, yeah, I don't know if That's I'm the it. only person who didn't know the story, but I did didn't know the story, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. Me in on that. So I, I did kind of watch it from that aspect of not knowing the story. So now that I do know, I guess I definitely probably have to agree with you guys. He probably kind of hammed it up a little bit. 
you know, if the guy was supposed to be gritty or the Jack guy, that makes more sense. It makes him. If you want an idea, it was uh, watch the um, Johnny Depp movie, Black Irish. No, not Black Irish. Black Mass. Black Mass. Black Mass. Black Mass. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that's who he was kind of like. That's what it was based on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it was more of like this, like this cold blooded son of a bitch who's just like don't fuck with me a new terror yeah but i guess what jack nicholson was kind of like playing was like that kind of character at the end of his life mm. well i mean a jack nicholson turned this role down the first time he read the script uh b he didn't like the wardrobe whatsoever c he wanted a sex scene put in for him because he thought that he's never seen bad guys having romantic sex so he thought a sex scene for his character would have been good so he made Fucking scorsese right in a sex scene so uh, i think my problem with a lot of movies is that i look too much into movies and i think that jades my point of view but oh, i just, that's it, just when i look into it i just love it even more because it's just like oh that's that's great knowledge to know that because but, but you i, I like you started Nicholson by as saying that you love but you started by saying that you love this story so much. And that's why when this movie came out, you were so into it because you love this story. So but then you're look, like, I, I also understand love the that, that artistic license is allowed. Artistic, artistic license. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but if you're telling it, but if you're telling a story that's based on something, there's only so much artistic license you should be taking or else you're changing the story. How, that's ninety percent of based on true story movies, anyways. The only thing that's true is the okay. fucking name. Yeah, <laughs> generally. <laughs> so I already know, like, I okay. know the story of the Winter Hill Gang. I know the history that happens in the Irish mob across most most of North America. I know that, and already it's an exciting, crazy fucking story if you read it and you learn about it. Like the Five Points Gang in New York, like it's which was based on. Uh, where is it? Gangs of New York, like, and Gangs of New York is nowhere close to what actually happened. But I love the mm -hmm. fact that they took it and turned it to a ten to an eleven because it just adds to this rich history. Jesus, yeah. 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 yeah, and this is again I, I, like without with all that, but okay, without without knowing the history, like if you wouldn't have said that this was based off of a true story, I would have had absolutely no idea. Um, and I think it works as a movie. Like I said, I, I needed like personally, I needed that Jack Nicholson, you know, turned up to 11 to get me back into that movie. If it would have been a stoic Al Pacino, I probably would have absolutely despised this movie. <laughs> Because well, if I would Jack Nicholson made Michael like one of my movies. I am excited for that. <laughs> Let me have this W, damn it. Uh, <laughs> I hope I, I hope rarely Jack get Nicholson, it on this show. I hope Jack Nicholson's in Boondock Saints and I forgot. <laughs> no, another yeah. great actor, William Defoe is in it. William Don't Defoe is a great actor. I am yeah. he yeah, he is I'm the terrible. only good part of that movie. I am terrified <laughs> to watch Moondog Saints again. Don't worry. Because I was mediocre left. on it the first time I watched Yeah, we got like eight weeks. You're fine. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we have a little bit. I like yeah, 16 movies. Have... You got eight You got eight weeks and 16 movies to cleanse we your have... palate. So, I, I, have so a, many... I have a countdown on my cell phone of like when I have to watch <laughs> when I have to watch Boondock Saints. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> if, if you start the movie now, you'll finish it by the time it's, 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 it's due to, oh, to do the no. review. Is Boondock Saints <laughs> fucking long too? No, no. no. Nope. But so it's eight is hours very, only. 
It's like a it is very boring, though, so you're going to want to stop, stop and stop to take a break. It's like if you follow two vape bros into a Spencer's <laughs> gift for an hour and a half. Yeah, and I'm, really, to I'm really looking forward to, to watching. jokes. I, I'm really looking forward to Norman Reedus's face telling racist and misogynistic jokes for fucking an hour and 40 minutes yeah. or whatever. But hey, we're all, we're we're Irish, so it's cool. <laughs> How Irish wait, are you, Phil? That you have so wait, many Irish movies in your are all of your, your movies Irish? What's, what's, what's <laughs> no? What are the rest of your movies? No, Clerks is in there. It's not Irish. Clerks is in there. We've oh. Irish. <laughs> we turn the, but most of my movies do take place in like New York, Boston area. <laughs> so very <laughs> Irish centric cities. Yeah, Phil's Phil's a quarter Ewok. That's why. <laughs> Goddamn, roast city on me all the fucking time. Jesus, like I was on a comedy show getting roasted, and now I'm back here getting roasted. Jesus. Well, I see you brought that towel just in case. That's cool. <laughs> That's a. Uh... Actually, we didn't tell you, Phil, but exactly. our next podcast, like after we're done, all of our Friday shows are roasting you. Oh yay! Yay! <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. We review all your uh, money. 20, we review all your twenty-eight podcasts. A yeah. Week with, uh, just, <laughs> the Phil Better Review podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Any of your podcasts making money? No. <laughs> No, no. Okay. but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm having fun doing them. Yeah, that is important. Ex I'm having fun, and I'm getting paid, including I'm, this one. I like I'm just also making, very I'm just banking on impending global collapse. <laughs> that is my retirement. That that's my retirement plan: is the global e economic collapse and everybody just like living out of tents and and like raiding each other for food. Yeah, that's why I'm stocking up on pogs right now. <laughs> that's going to be the currency of the future. Yes, ladies. I'm telling you, pogs it's going to come back. It's you got a lot of pogs. going to come back in a big way. Remember pogs? They're back. Slammers. Slammers were better. Boy, those big heavy slammers. All right, boys. We're coming up. Let's let's get out of here and go watch the departed again. Absolutely not. Never again. All right, uh, Dylan, you want to take care of that? Like doing the magical thing you mentioned that you usually do? I think we're signing out. Oh, are we doing this? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, Zach, go ahead. Oh, oh I'm big. All right. Uh, hey, well, I'm Zach Wiseman. Uh, you can see me. Uh, I have uh, all the weird stuff that Dylan writes. Uh, he is an amazing, uh, accomplished writer. He has written things like Silicon Angels and Create Your Own Pod Venture and everything else that I've said, including all of our weird stuff on Talking Stream, Twitch, and Stream. Either way, uh, I give this movie. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say seven out of ten reels. I, I you know I, it is a beautiful I movie. I, 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 I love Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, Phil, Phil did it. Uh, yeah. My initial my initial problems uh, were not that big of a deal. Uh, Phil, Phil has uh, he, he has turned me around slightly. So seven out of ten reels for yes. The Departed. Uh, it, it was a fun rewatch. Editing's weird, but uh, Scorsese's a master, so I really can't say anything bad about that. Uh, but you can see me uh, uh, next Friday when we're talking about uh, what, what is it? We're talking about Friday. I think it's the end. We're finally doing it. 
Get me out. Get me out of here. I love you, you guys. Can, I appreciate you. Can, <laughs> you can also see Zach Wiseman on his uh, Sega CD <laughs> FMV game. <laughs> Bam. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Dylan. Uh, I'm also in some nobodies. Uh, I write in Apostrophes Magazine sometimes. It's a monthly digital magazine. Find uh, all of my like board game, role-playing game stuff at my t- handles on a uh vorpal words that's what it is that's all i got that's all i'm gonna say tonight bye everybody <laughs> yo i'm dl smokes you can catch me at oops coffee smoking every saturday night at 9 p.m eastern time and every thursday on bet that with dana jaren also 9 p.m eastern time and of course here mondays and fridays you guys know what time it is because you watch the show <laughs> uh i'm gonna give this I was originally going to give this a 7.5, but looking at the private chat here, I see that Michael's got a 5. I gave it away. I'm sorry. So I'm going to bump it up to an 8.5 for you, Phil. Yeah, uh, boy. Here we I, go. The, like I said before, the first part of the movie was kind of bunked, but you know, the last part of the movie kicked it off, and it's Scorsese. Come on. I'm out of here. Bye. Love it. Jerry and Blaze, man. Um, still says DL Spokes down there, but that's cool because that's my partner. So, you know, I can rock and rock with that. Um, anyways, I'm Jerry and Blaze. I'm the black guy. Uh, so, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. So, yeah, no, seriously, Phil, uh, I had a nine. I'm going to go nine five, man, because I got Irish in me. So I got to throw it up there a little bit for my brethren. Uh, so, yeah, man, great film, great cast. Uh, I was I was really happy when I saw this as the movie we're going to watch because I love these kind of movies. I love action or comedy. So uh, and I like Scorsese. So, man, great, great film. Good. Number three, nine and a half. Go Irish. Jerry and Blaze. Cloud Chronicles. Oops. Uh, not oops. Sorry. That's Dan stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that with Dan and Jerry and <laughs> on Thursdays and the real boys. Like I always say with these knuckleheads, man. Peace. I'm out. Love you. Michael Colby, the fun podcaster of the group, uh, catch me on Generation Clash with my kid. We talk about music. Um, I love this terrible game where we talk about terrible games. Um, and then Real Boys, no time to binge on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And uh, Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex uh, episodes coming out now. Um, everybody is trying to bump up uh, the score because I gave it too low of a score. So I'm going to give it minus one and I'm going to give it a four because this is for a movie set in 2006. um, Some of this stuff is is unforgivable. Uh, It also has a very bad first 40 minutes and the ending is confusing as shit. I did like the movie, but just to even out my score with everybody else's, I'm going to give it a four. So You're screw you, Phil. An asshole. I hate you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Phil Better, the podcast mogul. I have multiple podcasts like everybody likes to tease me about. Best one to listen to is Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast where you can find out how entrepreneurs became the successes they are. This, even with Michael's downgrading, is 7.8 reels for the Departed with Mark Wahlberg and Leonardo DiCaprio, directed by Scorsese. Please make sure you follow us here at The Real Boys on all our socials. We love you all. And uh, Dylan, do the ending thing. Make it all fancy. Make me look cool. You're not, are you? You're going to just make me...